So, here we are on another podcast. We've got Carl with us, but we've no idea where Chris is. He's probably going to meet his dealer or something. So, um, Gemma's taking his place. <laughs> Hello, Gemma. Hi. I've got a question for you, Gemma. Now, because Uh-oh. you're because you're replacing Chris today, right? Chris, as we know, is a snowflake. He's offended by everything. Are you offended by much? No, I'm really sorry. I can pretend. I'll give him my best shot. Does does nothing does nothing offend you? Um. Oh, I tell you what does offend me. People on the motorway who get overtaken by lorries. I find that really offensive and rude. You shouldn't be on the motorway. You're affecting my day. And it's usually first thing in the morning, and it puts me on a bad note all day. That's the only thing that offends me. Well, do you know what? I was talking to Chris today about um, who should be the next Prime Minister, and my attitude to that was I would be quite happy to be the Prime Minister just for the fact that every time I went somewhere in the car, even if I went over Asda's for a loaf of bread, I'd have a whole convoy with flashing lights and motorcycle outriders clearing the road, and I'd do it just for that. But just to be a diva... Yeah, yeah, just just so I could be um, just so I could be a diva. Uh, what do you think as we're talking about this sort of stuff? Now the royals, uh, Prince Harry, he's just had, they've had their house done out, haven't they? For a two point four million, I think it was of public money. I've paid for his toilet seat. Two point four million. How much? <laughs> <laughs> to have the house done up, I've paid for his toilet seat, and I'm never going to use it. You've probably paid for his doorknob. for a bit more than his toilet seat. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think that's right? All that should have come out of public money? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's pointless spending. Who should be I paying for it? Themselves? Uh, they got that sort of money, haven't they? Well, I mean, she's an actress. Okay, she's not working anymore. But she was in uh, a programme called Suits, which yeah. done exceptionally well in America. And to be fair, did just as well over here. I she wouldn't it. have been skimped going into that relationship. So, you know, she's got a bit of cash behind her. And he's done jobs. They do uh, the press. They do all these appearances. They do... He's worked... He's done the special forces. He's been in the army for a while. Like, wh- why are we paying for this? I don't understand. Well, he's a royal and it's public money. So we have to cough up, I'm afraid. Uh, no. I'm sick of paying for other people's kids. <laughs> I mean, the Queen's popping them out and we're paying for them. Then they are popping them out and we're paying for them. You've got the mothers of six on the estate popping them out and we're paying for them. I ain't got kids of my own. That's that's a good point, that. Because when you first said that, I thought, what the hell are you talking about paying for all these kids? But you're right, yeah, and then the people on benefits and stuff, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, pay but... their benefits, we pay for schools, we're paying for libraries. I don't know about you, but I don't read any books. <laughs> <laughs> the last time you wanted for library? Yeah, that's oh, true, actually. Yeah, well, you're both from Batalba, didn't you? <laughs> well, I mean, there is that. But I'm not <laughs> even using libraries these days. Everything's online. No, Kids they... have books in school. I pay for those and all. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you survive, Gem? How have you got any money left at the end of the week? I haven't, Matt. That's the problem. <laughs> Plenty of books to read, though. Because you're paying for everybody else's stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. We are paying for everybody else. I used to like Suits, mine. Suits is bloody brilliant. I've watched every episode. Um, I think Lewis Lit is probably my favourite. You just got lit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great saying. 
Do you, have you ever uh, watched that? I Carl? loved it. Yeah, I watched season two or three, I think. I can't remember exactly, but I know in one of the episode finales, he gets arrested. I think he finally gets uncovered, and then I got to watch the rest then. Oh, it does get better, but I stopped when I knew that she was leaving. And it wasn't because she was leaving, it was because Mike Ross was going with her. Now, I don't think there's much of a programme unless there's the Harvey and Mike sort of playoff and they're together. Yeah, you've got a point there. Because I, I didn't even watch it until um, they come out about this announcement that they were getting married. And she was going to leave this the, the series and everything. And I thought, well, I've never watched this series. So that's when I first started watching it. was sort of, I suppose, after she left. Mm. But, but it was yeah. good. It but was, apparently it, he's coming back. Is he? Yes, apparently he's coming back for the next series. So if that actually transpires and he does come back, I'll go back and continue to watch. But in the meantime, no. I'm on pause. <laughs> I'm not saying never. I'm just on pause. Okay, while we're talking about Americans and their crazy ways, Donald Trump. No, I was talk, I was talking to Carl about this today. Some woman, or another woman, I should say, has accused him of sexual harassment back in the nineties. And did you see what Donald Trump's response to it was? She's not my type. I did see her. I gotta be honest. I know he's all these bad things, and I, as a ruler, probably not the best. But I do actually find him quite funny. He, I think he's hilarious, and I, uh, I. I think he's brilliant. My my whole point when Trump came in, I was I was in um, Jersey in the Channel Islands when the uh, the voting was going on in twenty sixteen, and. It was going on late in the night, and he said, yeah, we'll we know by tomorrow morning who's going to be the next president. And I thought, well, we've got a bit of an issue here because it's, I can't remember how Joe Rogan put it now, it's like an, a nutcase or um, or the devil. Because yeah. cause she, that silly tart, she, she'd end us killing us all. If she was voted in, we'd have all been dying in a flaming inferno from a nuclear weapon by now. But we got uh, we got that lunatic in there. But... He turned out to be hilarious and far more entertaining than she ever was. His Twitter account gives me life. When he called Canadians snow Mexicans and threatened to give them the wall too, <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. That's I, the I, best I, thing ever. Laugh after. Well, it, it, was his, it was his comment to this that it, when they asked him about this um, this latest sexual assault charge and he, he said, uh, one, she's not my type and two, it never happened. Wouldn't you have come out with the second one first? <laughs> and said, no, 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 that never happened. And you wouldn't even have said Depends she's not my type. Because it's, it's like, you're way too ugly for me to have assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, I haven't seen her. She could have been too ugly for him to assault. You never know. Well, I mean, it's years ago now. That was back in the 90s. It's, where are we now? 2019. So, you know, it was a long I will t- say, I think he'll make, he will make America rich again. He will. He's a businessman. He is going to make them rich. Well, this is the thing I said all along, that he's got no um, political experience and whether he should have been voted in as a president to lead a country, which is all about politics, um, and don't necessarily think that's a good idea, but it was probably what the country needed for the financial side and building up business and jobs and stuff, and he seems to be doing well at it. 
He really is. Like nobody can take that away from him. Which just leads me on to think he's an idiot. Got a bit of a blondie gingery mop on him. Let's give Boris Johnson a go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm all for voting Boris in. I think that's uh, that's hilarious politics. World politics now has gone silly. It has, but, but let's join in. But, but basically, it, like on, the UK taking a snort of cocaine. That's what voting for Boris Johnson would be. You have absolutely no idea what he's going to do. But to be fair, it can't be any worse than where we are now. So just, just, just see what happens. I think he is too much of an idiot to trick us. I think that's what I like about him. He is it's that a fair much comment. of a blithering idiot. He's not going to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. At least you know you're getting. Who, who's your vote? Who would you like to see as Prime Minister of this country, then? If it was open to anybody? Well, if it's not me, I'm going Boris. Would you be Prime Minister? Would you want to be Prime Minister? Absolutely. And I, I'd bring back National Service. Good idea. I'd bring back the death penalty. Mm, not sure about that. I would for certain cases because you just can't rehabilitate some people. You, you, It's physically impossible that they repeat offend. Our country is plummeting money into prisons for people who cannot be rehabilitated whatsoever, who are 100% insane. We've got mass murderers, serial rapists, and it's costing us millions to keep them in prisons for 30, 40 years while they're building celebrity reputations and writing books. And then we've got our OAPs who have worked all their lives, who are not getting enough from the state and are dying annually. That yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, somebody said, somebody wrote some article a while ago. I can't remember where I read it and they were saying about... Uh, yeah, the best thing to do when you become a pensioner and your money dries up and everything is to go and commit some crime and get locked up because you'll get the best health care. You'll get hot meals every day. You'll get all, all the facilities you ever need. Too many facilities. They're like holiday camps now. The, the new prison they've built in Wrexham, it has football pitches. It has swimming pools. It has full state-of-the-art gyms. Wow. What happened to committing a crime... And being punished, it's just how's that rehabilitation? Anymore. That's a that's like Butlins. It's like going to Butlins. You know, I I'm all for rehabilitation, or at least where necessary. You know, books, okay. You know, get them to read or maybe learn a craft while they're inside. But that's about as far as it goes. You know, get yard time. You should read and study to better yourself as a you know your penance for your crimes. But there's no way you should be sitting on a lilo in a swimming pool in prison. No. <laughs> it is bizarre. This country's gone a bit a bit crazy. And human rights, I'm sorry, but if you've murdered somebody, raped somebody, burgled somebody, made them live in fear for the rest of their lives, what human rights say that you deserve a PlayStation 4? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You're right, because in theory, you've opted out, didn't you? Yeah. And why are then, we've got massive companies who are outsourcing work to prisoners so prisoners can earn money to buy treats in commissary and it's putting people out of work. Sorry, why should you even earn anything to buy treats? You shouldn't get anything. You're not there for treats. You're there because you've committed a crime. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if, you, if you've disrespected somebody else's human rights um, to that extent, then you've opted out of the whole human rights thing and you don't get any yourself. I totally agree. And that's how I think it should be. And that is why, on some cases, I think the death penalty should be brought back. I think it should be used seldomly. I think it should be there as a, a deterrent. Um, I think it should happen. I think there should have to be 100%, no, absolutely no way whatsoever that it could be wrong. And I think in the current stage we are in sciences and how we've developed, we have forensics, we have DNA. It is a lot more difficult to incorrectly dish justice out to somebody that doesn't deserve it. So I do, I do think it should be there. Yeah, this has always been my concern with the death penalty is that there's been so many occasions, I mean, I couldn't quote any figures, but there's been so many occasions where people have been in prison for like 10, 20, 30 years only to be um, exonerated and, oh yeah, we, we now know it wasn't you and you've just been locked up for 30 years. Well, you know, in the meantime, they could have been put to death and then you can't bring them back. I mean, there are there has to be some form of governance, but if you look at cases like Ian Huntley he did, he did that he knows he did it, he's admitted to do it he's been proven as doing it, like he killed those children, he's never coming out he's never going to be rehabilitated Fred and Rose West, we paid for them to be in prison for years, Charles Bronson, that guy's never getting rehabilitated and these are all people who are building like celebrity status Yeah, yeah. and earning thousands and getting fan mail from women left, right and centre and offers a marriage. and Yeah, and they are breeding the next generation of fanatics and unstable people through this fan mail. They're feeding potentially more dangerous people. Yeah, and I think you know, a lot of those people you've just listed got you know, several life sentences without, without parole. So that's, what, hundreds of years in prison on paper? Just kill them. Uh, what, why keep them in prison for the rest of their life if there's no outcome? They're not going to be rehabilitated. They're going to die in prison in 50 or 60 years. Why afford them the opportunity to live 60 years. They, they lost that, right? When they murdered, how many people did they kill? I don't know. It was a lot. Just it was quite a few. Let's get it over with. There's no point keeping them there for 70 years until they die. And then everyone goes, well, that's a, that was a good job. We spent three million on that guy keeping him in prison for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Just, 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 just get it over with. But do you think they suffer? Really, the victims suffer. That money could be going to the rehabilitation of the victims because that, that is a life changing. If you've been involved with a serial rapist, if you've had somebody in your family killed by a serial killer, that affects you for life. That money shouldn't be going to house that person. It should be going to rehabilitate the family or the victim. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, you got a valid. You got a valid point there. Because it does cost, you know, millions over the years to um, to house to house these criminals, and it probably costs. I don't know how much it costs them to put somebody to death. You can probably get a good quality baseball bat in Sports Direct for about a tenner. I'll do it I'm for fifty quid. 
I'm going to undercut him and say forty nine ninety nine. I think there'd be loads of volunteers, wouldn't there? If you, if you put an advert in the paper and said, right, we've got Ian Huntley, and uh, we need a volunteer to bump him off, you'd be inundated. The website did crash. It would. You wouldn't have to pay anyone. I'd, someone would gladly do that for you. Yeah, and they'd buy their own bat. In fact, you could probably do it the other way around, couldn't you? You could invite people to put a tender in for it and say, right, mm. okay, uh, like an auction. I'll. Uh, you could. I, I'll. It's like the parking spaces. I'll. I'll. Uh, I'll. I'll offer twenty quid. I'll offer fifty quid. I'll offer a thousand. See, we're, see, we're making money now. We're not just losing money or saving money. We're making money. Get some TV deals as well for it. You know, televise it. Christ, how come nobody's ever thought of this? I know. Dragon's Den, mate. Fight this down. Wow. Yeah, the, the, the media opportunities, the interviews, celebrity status. I can see a series coming out of this, a weekly thing. They're really good. Who's next? So, <laughs> <laughs> so we could turn it around completely instead of it costing uh, the, the public taxpayer millions. They could be earning a fortune from people committing crimes. We could. Think of how quickly this country could get out of debt if we are saving three million over a lifespan of keeping a prisoner and earning money. That's a single prisoner as well for, you know, multiple life sentences. So if you start bumping those off in the numbers, we can, you know, we can actually salvage what's left of the UK. Mm. And we can actually start punishing all crimes because we've reached a point now our prisons are so maxed out that people are getting away with ridiculous stuff. I think there was a documentary that we were talking about in the office where there were people physically assaulting police officers very violently as well. And they were just given a slap on the wrist and told to, to walk it off because there was no room for them in the police stations or the local prison system. I mean, that's if you can get away with assault on a police officer, then why bother having police officers at all? You might as well not be there. Well, we've only got about three anyway, haven't we? I don't know. I haven't seen any, actually, in Bridgend. <laughs> They're probably all in for Talbot. <laughs> <laughs> Busy but shift. They are. I know the figures are right down from, like, there's something like 17,000 less, less policemen um, employed these days than there was, I don't know, about 10, 20 years ago or 30 years ago or something. That's a phenomenal amount. When, because, um, like, the crime in London is all knife crime now, isn't it? Because we haven't got guns. We're not as thick as the, um, oh, let's not go down We're that We're getting that there. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's all knife, knife crimes in London, and that's gone ridiculous. But when they had all these issues in New York, then Rudy Giuliani came in as a mayor in New York and he swamped the streets with um, with police and the crime rates came right down. Well, that's what you want. I mean, when you, have, when you look at a stereotypical society, you know, the law enforcement is at the heart of that. People can say they want, people can say what they want about the police. You know, there's always bad eggs everywhere, but fundamentally they are there to keep us safe. And if there's one police officer to every, I don't know, 10,000 citizens, then they've got no power whatsoever. So not only do people start committing crimes, the citizens of those areas feel completely unsafe in their own homes. And that's, you know, that's who would want to live in a world like that? So I actually watched or started to watch um, a 
posted sort of documentary on Netflix the other day about Scotland Yard and about how Scotland Yard was created, etc., etc. And it gave some figures of the policing in London. And they said at any given time, there are 10,000 police officers on shift in London. Wow. Which sounds massive when you consider we're from, you know, smaller towns. But how many million people are in London? Yeah, that that's not just Greater London, is it? Like that's um, or not the city of London, then just Central London. It's like Greater London and all the all the outskirts and stuff. I'm guessing. Yeah, but it says only seventy thousand are employed for all of London. So that's the outskirts, everything. So only seventy thousand police officers. Wow. When you wow. consider the foot traffic, and that's the major city of the UK. That that's where the Queen lives. That's where Parliament is. That's where pretty much everything is central to this country, Canary Wharf, and that's all the policing they have. And yet all the crime that they have, that, that's it. I, I mean, from where we live, down here in South Wales, I mean, how often do you see um, uh, a police traffic car, the ones that will chase you up and down the motorways? You, you know, I used to see them when I was a youngster, when I was in my teens and had my first car. They were everywhere. You, you couldn't go anywhere without uh, a police traffic car about somewhere, and I know there was plenty about because they were ever stopping me. But <laughs> but nowadays, <laughs> you know, I can go from you. I could probably drive from you to Bristol and not see one. I mean, you only got to consider we're around the corner from a police headquarters, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, yeah. And I still seldom see a police car. I can't remember the last time I saw, like, a Bobby walking around. I honestly can't remember. It's been a very long time. Yes. Well, I don't see it now because they took a different route, didn't they? They went down this um, PCSO thing, community service officers. Um, and they got volunteer police and that, but but you know you don't see the ordinary paid full time policemen so much these days. No, you I don't. No, you don't. And I got to admit that we don't. <laughs> maybe it's just where I'm from, but we don't really respect people that don't have the authority to do anything so if a community support officer tells you if you don't get off that wall i will write you a stern note <laughs> you're just going to throw something at him and then just carry on with what you're doing you need well my dad's friend used to be a police officer and you tell me stories about how they actually had the authority to not not be overly ruthless but if you were misbehaving in public you know, they would grab you, they would make you sit down, they would have some sort of physical presence to deter people from continuing with that type of behaviour. I feel like Gemma's talked about this before. We're becoming a, a generation of, for the lack of a better word, pussies. Um, we are, we're pansies. God help us if we've got to go to war on the next generation. Yeah, you can't, you can't blog about a war. You've actually got to get involved. And I think our generation... Of, doomed if anything ever happens yeah that's because they're all snowflakes now i mean if you <laughs> i know i always go on about <laughs> snowflakes but if you brought in national service again now right what's the age range going to be it's going to be from like 18 as up to i know 32 or whatever and that's a snowflake generation now so it'll be they'll yeah. be complaining about the uniforms of the wrong color they should some of them should be pink you'd never you'd I'm never offended. get they'd be offended at everything he's shooting at me <laughs> that's the thing and this is the problem and i think national service will address this the key issues we have in our next generation 
is that they're snowflakes and there's a definite lack of respect and discipline. Absolutely. And they should and that's service would address. And they, sh- and they should man up, which is also in the news today, saying about, uh, is it okay to tell someone to man up? Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, and our answer to that is, man up. Yeah, I, I, I can't deal with it. Uh, I actually heard, and I know, Carl, you've mentioned this before, um, but last week I heard for the first time somebody used the term toxic masculinity, and it was over something absolutely ridiculous. I just I don't know what it means. I've tr- I've really tried to think. It's something to do with men being too manly, which is a bit of an oxymoron because that's what we're supposed to be. If you try and stifle men to be these placid, passive, you know, I don't even know how to describe them. There's there's, there's no there's no edge anymore. Like like same with politics. You, know, you want to politician who's going to stick their finger up to the rest of the world and say you know we're the uk stand up for us as citizens and not just bend over to all these corporations and it's the same with us in society we just ah there's no i don't know there's no manliness anymore or anything like that if a man it seems like every time a man tries to be a man they're told to stop acting so manly and it's well what do you want me to do then and that's it the just, thing. It becomes less inclusive then. Everybody's always on about equal rights and equal opportunities and we've got to be open to be free to everybody be what they want to be. Well, a man wants to be a man. If a man wants to be a man, then who are you to oppress that? That's no difference to oppressing somebody who wants to be incredibly sensitive, who wants to be a snowflake. Why do we get to decide what's acceptable and what's not. Either you're fully open-minded and inclusive to everybody and how they wish to be, or you're selective and you're just trying to breed a generation of people that fit into a perfect little category of snowflake. I totally agree. It's where it's the illusion of inclusion, I think. People like saying and expressing the novelty of everyone being who they're supposed to be. But when they encounter someone who maybe intimidates them or makes them feel less like a person, they go straight to the internet, oh, men, toxic masculinity, et cetera, et cetera. And then they get all these programs to promote God knows what else. And I think men are being left behind now. We've gone from the opposite side of the spectrum. Yes. I feel for men. I really do. Because if you're a man, you get in trouble for it. If you're too manly, no, they're not having it. We're also in a generation where a man feels uncomfortable to walk around a park. At a swimming pool, a man feels uncomfortable if a child is running around and will often spend their time looking down because if they catch somebody's eye, they get judged as a pervert. Or We're, we're very, very harsh in this day and age on our men to the point where you just can't essentially be a human being without being told exactly what you have to do and how you have to be it. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, I, I don't know where it came from. Um, I know, obviously, in the past, there's been issues with oppression and stuff. It, it feels like this generation are having to answer for the sins of our forefathers. And, you know, we didn't come up with those rules. It wasn't our fault that they were misogynistic people. That was just what it was at the time. There's nothing we can do about that. You know, education and other things have helped us understand 
that you shouldn't do those things. And we don't need to be told every other day that, you know, we've got to treat women as equal. You know, we, we know that. We're not idiots. We're not the people that we were before. But it's just getting rammed down our throat every day, even even in work. I think there's, an, a, there's a program now to arbitrarily get 50% of the workforce men and 50% of the workforce women. No, there's a lot of programs. Right person for the job. Yeah, there's programs. There's bring your daughter to work day. There's no bring your son to work day. There's self-defense classes for women. There's no self-defense classes that was for awful. men. You, you saved yourself. Um, I'd not given you that one. You saved yourself on that. It was awful. <laughs> was it? It was terrible. Basically, what the key fact we learned was, if in doubt, defecate. That, that was that was pretty much wow. what we learned. <laughs> that, oh, that that's just so bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that was the crux of it. There was a lot of waffling beforehand, and you know there was a lot of maybe do this, maybe do that. But the key thing was, if in doubt, you don't think you can beat them, defecate. Nobody wants to play around with that. How is that empowering anyone? <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. not only have you That's been assaulted bad. but you've also lost your self-respect <laughs> so yeah I'm not giving you the self-defense class I think uh, I think we saved you some turmoil in that one oh, I'll give you everything I'll, else I'll take that back actually I, I, I can't imagine something that I would want to do less than that after just being robbed at gunpoint. Yeah, I know. I, I thought the same. Like, I, I, I'll keep myself respect, thanks. Yeah, I'll have a bit of a cry, but I'm not going to go off and go, well, I might as well do this. got nothing else to lose. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, now I don't want to take this to a whole dark place, Dude. but if they really think that's going to deter some people, they're completely wrong, because that is, that's a thing now. People are into that. Yeah, that that is people are into some weird shit. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> like, it's a risky game. Is this person going to leave you alone, or have you just excited them and started a whole new assault? Like, you've you just know? turned a robbery into a rape potentially. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's a possibility. Yeah. Wow. What, what is going on? That, that, I'm, I'm shocked at that. I I, I mean. I know these self-defense classes have been going on for like men and women in different places for years, but that's the first time I've heard that. I've never seen mm, that on yeah, YouTube. That... Yeah, like what you look at some of these actual self-defense classes. They're teaching everyone. Um, Israeli military seems to be a popular one where sort of based on yeah close combat fighting. So when someone gets close to you, you use their own energy against them to move them around and do all this cool stuff. That's what you should be taught, not, oh, I've just shit myself. <laughs> I mean, I probably would, like, not genuinely shit myself, but I'd be scared, you know? To then yeah, take it to the next yeah. level? No. no. So is that why I'm monkeys happy. throw their feces at you then? Because they, 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 they're threatened oh by Oh, my you. God, that is exactly what they said. No. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> That's exactly what they said. They said, essentially, we're animals. We've evolved from monkeys. What is it they do when they're having a fight or when they're up against it? They throw shit at each other. We haven't evolved that much. Shit yourself. Or rip your face off. I, 
I'll go with the full actor, to be honest. I'd rather... Yeah, so would I. <laughs> I'd rather lose my face than my dignity, to be honest with you. Oh, dear, oh, dear. And who can go on command? Who can really go on command like that? I mean, you've either got to go or you haven't. You've got to be really lucky to be right at that prime moment to be like, got you. And you did one anyway. The <laughs> carrier, carrier around the door. Hang on a sec. Let me tell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Carry a carry around in case you see a, gr- a group of youths at the end of a dark lane and you think, ooh, time to eat this curry. Just in case. Curry as well. get what if you get it wrong? What if you think someone is following you? What if you start to get a bit scared? You go a bit prematurely and you think, right, I'm going to defecate. I'm going to do it. And it turns out it was just somebody walking past. And then you've misjudged it. And now you're covered in shit. Then you have to walk around houses doing your shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, other people will start defecating then because they're scared of you because you smell like shit. And it's just going to be a chain exactly. reaction. Exactly. Wow. wow. How, did this, how, did, how did this conversation get to this? <laughs> Empowering I women. I honestly can't believe that. Empowering women. Shit yourself. Yeah, well, it started off with uh, man up. Is it okay to say man up? And then we ended up with um, women shitting themselves to, as a defense mechanism. Well, how does... open up the floor. Is it okay to shit yourself? Not it's in that situation. Not. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, if, you know, the way I always see it is you can't control those situations. So if you are going to depart from this world, you do it. I'd like to have a little dignity if someone was going to shoot me in the face. I'd at least try and defend myself or do something to cling on. I, I wouldn't want to just do that. That's that such a horrible thing to teach anyone. I mean, did they teach you any sort of basic self-defense, how to block an attack, how to, you know, try and they defuse tried. the situation? No defusing the situation. There was a try at sort of blocking an attack. But to be honest with you, unless you're fully trained in art, it's not something you would naturally do. They taught me how to find someone's nose with my eyes closed if I hold on to their arm. I don't know how it's the last going to be. What's this unless, guy drinking when he told you? Unless this guy needs a tissue. He's having a bit of a sneezing fit or he's got a cold, you know? Well, you're like mothering to stop you from robbing you. Your nose is running, darling. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it, it wasn't really much, to be honest. Uh I just hope I never get robbed. I'll, I'll put it that way. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing is is just, I, I I'm stunned to be honest. I can't believe that was the the lesson learned from that particular class. Yeah, and do you know the best bit about it is? I signed a disclaimer and paid a fiver for. I it, get that fiver. Is it a one-off or? It was a one-off. Okay. But I mean, where do you go from there? I mean, once you've thrown that out there, what's less than two? Well, There's nothing you, worse. You paid a fiver for that, so you got mugged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have shit yourself in the class, <laughs> I considered it, but I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> I'm in some awesome. Uh, wait till Thursday. It's Curry Thursday. I have to Not in this Curry Thursday. Uh, now, we've discussed... I was going to end the call there, actually, but I just thought of something now, Gemma, that we've discussed previously. Um, you can't stand curry Thursday being in work, can you? No, I think it's rude. I don't think we should serve curry in work. It, it's just a terrible idea. Fantastic at the time. Smells all right. 
until 30 minutes later when you head into the women's toilets. It's, it's the same. I'm telling you, yeah. 90% of those people went to that self-defense class. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a quagmire in there, is it? It's horrendous. But there's toilet brushes. I don't understand. I mean, is this how people treat their homes? It's, it's awful. You've got to get into that toilet before 12. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> you're gambling in the afternoon. It's a risk. <laughs> That's hilarious. And that's the women's. I mean, I don't know what the men's are like. Well, I, it's hard, it's, I don't think on a Thursday it could be any worse. <laughs> no. You you just don't go. It's the written rule. You just wait until you get home. Yeah. It's just horrible. And it's, you know, I think, yeah, I, I would have to agree. I mean, Curry Thursday, we call it Curry Thursday just because it's always been Curry Thursday. There's never, ever been an alternative on Thursday, I think they just see it as an easy way to peddle off all the meat they haven't sown throughout the week and just boil up to oblivion and call it a curry. But there's no variety in in our office. I feel like Wales in general is just being left behind whilst these other countries turn into like these beautiful metropolises. And we're, we're near shore now. That was it's a lovely term to hear for the citizens of this country. And I just feel like we get treated differently. Why can't we have a selection of healthy food on a daily basis so we don't have to look forward to Curry Thursday because we're eating other shit that comes on the other days? Well, they did try Meat Free Monday. We think it's bad. Yeah, that was a business disaster, that was. It was. Now, a lot of people were against Meat Free Monday, and I, I'm sure if Chris was here, he'd have a few things to say because he was quite offended. By me, free Monday. He was offended. I was well. He's he's offended anyway. But I was offended, and I wasn't even going in because as soon as I saw the email saying we're going to try meat free Monday, I thought, hang on a minute. I've made a conscious decision over the last line well, a couple of months where I don't buy meat anymore. I, I I'm I'm not a vegetarian. I'm I'm still normal, but I don't buy meat anymore. So the only time I eat meat these days is when I go into the office two or three days a week when I can be bothered, and I love dinner in the canteen. So for them to tell me what day that I'm not eating meat, I found a bit sort of, uh, who, who the hell are you to tell me that I can't eat meat on Monday? No, I think, um, and everybody's looked at this as, Chris Shepherd, Chris's particular point of view is that we do really, really well globally at recycling and Britain are in the top 1% of countries that recycle. Um, and I think he completely missed the point in that it was never about Britain, it was about... And in all honesty, I have to cut let's that out face now. it... Oh, sh- <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's fine. I'll put a beep in or something. Yeah, put a beep there. But it was never about the country, it was about the business. And it was about being more green. It was about being more conscious of our carbon footprint. But if you break that down, it was never even about that. It was about how can we save a bit of money for a day. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I think the, did the prices go down on Meat Free Monday? I wasn't. I, I wasn't there. They did not. They were this. A set meal was the same price. So you would normally pay, let's say, three pound fifty for a set meal that contained usually a piece of chicken or some other meat. 
you paid the same price for a vegetable variant, which is daylight robbery, because a potato does not cost the same price as a chicken breast. And that's it. There it is. Mm. It was never about a carbon footprint. It was always about that little bit of extra profit margin. Dressed up as something prettier. Well, on that note, I think it's time I went to have a Linda McCartney mozzarella quarter pounder now. Do you know, I actually had one for dinner myself. Did you? I did, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because I know I've got two rolls left, which is, I think the date is up to date on these two rolls. Well, I'd be ashamed to waste them, so I'll go and check a a fake burger in there. But they are delicious. They are pretty good. They do sound nice. Have you tried them, Carl? They're great. I haven't actually. I might go and uh, might go and get one. Do they sell them in Tesco's? Uh, I don't know at the moment. Uh, well, I bought some on a weekend, and they're on offer in um, ASDA, and they were. No, I think they're normally two quid for two in a box, but they're down to a pound. They were in a weekend, so I had two boxes. Yeah. Probably should have had about five boxes because I love them. But there we are. Okay. But you should try them, Carl. I know it's a vegetarian thing, but you know they're still tasty. They're, they're the nearest thing I've had to a normal burger. Well, that's my. That's always been my argument. It's not necessarily the content of the food. It's just the taste. Normally, in the past, when I've tried vegetarian alternatives, they just tasted awful. But these days, it seems like companies are making a bit more of an effort to make these you know, really tasty meals. So if they taste just as good as eating a regular burger. I'd easily go for the vegetarian option. It's way more healthy for me. Yeah, I just yeah. like to get food. It definitely is. Okay, well, I'm starving now, so I'm going to go and eat one of them burgers now. So um, thank you both. Stay on the line a second while I stop the recording. And uh, if you're a new listener, come over to our Patreon page, Mart's World Podcast, and you can have your say on there. Okay, thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Cheers.